This podcast contains adult language and drinking alcohol. It is not appropriate for young audiences. We can't fix bad choices in Let's do this. Should we do this? Let's do this. Welcome to the Fryberry Podcast. This is one of our continuing in the series, an interlude, Get to Know a Fryberryan. And today, tonight, this evening, before our nation's uh, Independence Day celebration, which is actually day after our official, actual, well, not official, but actual independence, this is a little pedantic note. But before we celebrate and pop a lot of firecrackers, you need a lot of hot dogs. We're going to get to know David. David, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, I'm Steve. Obviously, David's here. Introduce I'm yourself. David. That's David. Kevin. Ava. Lauren. All right. And so we've got a, a strong group here tonight to interrogate and get to know a little bit more about David. So, David, let me start off with an easy one. What is your favorite place to sit at the library? Outside, just around that easternly corner. Uh-huh. Um, there's a long table down there that holds about eight or ten. And you're away from the, the ruckus, and it works out pretty well. So that's an interesting choice. Um, I'm not going to say it's a wrong choice. I, I don't think there is a wrong choice. In the winter, it has two of these little fire pods where, according to Steve, it heats the, heats the table perfectly. But So that kind of leads into the next part of that question. What is your favorite time of year to be here? Go March, April, May. Okay. So kids are still around. Yeah. Football season's not going on. Okay. It's just a quiet, calm couple of months. Do you have a list of seven deadly sins? Absolutely not. None at all. No. There are no deadly sins in David's universe. If you won a lottery netting you $10 million, how would it change your life? For those of you that don't know me, my current state of life isn't great. So, my work status wouldn't change. I'd probably call up Steve and say, here, take eight of the ten. Um, let's take care of the, the future, make their sh- make sure things are, for you. And are lined up. I'd have one of them to get a house, get everything squared away, and then spend one million traveling nice. for a, a couple of years. Where would you go? Start in, say we start January 1. We'd go down to Australia, New Zealand do about a two-month tour, work our way up through Southeast Asia a little bit, stay away from China, and then... China. China. <laughs> go across into Europe around April or May, hang out there from the Eastern Bloc all the way over to England. Avoid and, Ukraine at this point. Of course. Probably don't want to get bombed at the moment. Um, spend two or three months in the U.S., maybe a little bit of Canada, and then finish the year down in South America. When you buy your house, where your, where's your residence going to be? I have absolutely no idea. Does it matter? Not particularly. Um, it'd be tempting to do a one or two bedroom condo in Munich and a one or two bedroom condo somewhere on a beach in the U.S., but I have absolutely no idea. With this new windfall, what would remain the same in your life outside of the current job, no job situation? I don't know. There's not a lot of changes you're looking to make in your life necessarily, 
if, if money's a prevention. If this windfall comes about, then I'd be happy to keep playing tennis. And as long as there's a secure future, whoever wants to stay involved in my life be more than welcome. And otherwise, I'd be running around. So that I'm going to skip ahead to a question I've got then because you bring up tennis. You are a very good tennis player. Would you agree? We're starting to look like it. Okay. Um, so... Is there any other sport you excel at to the same degree? No. There are others I enjoy much more, but... So would you want to swap your tennis prowess out for another sport, and what would that be? Not for the next seven or eight years when I can still move and play and play at a high level. Okay. Um, after that, put me in a curling beer league. <laughs> so when you were saying that sports you enjoy more, that's yeah. what you were referring to? So curling and golf would be the, the two. So. Tennis while you while you can, yeah, and then and you can play tennis for a long, long time. You can play old man doubles and yeah, get by, but you can't be competitive. And you're going to be an old man in ten years. I'll be to the point where I can't compete with by the, that the college kids <laughs> in five or six years. Well, I think there's a couple of extremely late twenty somethings at this table <laughs> who could compete with the college kids. So then golf, you'd like to yeah. to, to be call it well above average in golf not yeah. not senior tour but you're potentially my favorite athlete just won the u.s senior open yesterday uh -huh. okay good old bernard langer at 65 years old you want to be the next bernard so, langer that's, give me 65 that's, that's that, a step more than where you are in tennis you're not just swapping you're improving at exactly that point. give but, me 40 years and i guess at that point so you do years. enjoy golf you're just not as good as you'd like to be the natural talent doesn't exist there do you think you'll get there if I had a $10 million windfall and unlimited time and resources, I think I could. So it would take a lot of training and practice. Do you have yeah. the dedication for that? I would need something to keep me busy. I'd okay. dig in and do it. What would your 10-year-old self think about where you are today? He'd be ashamed, embarrassed, disappointed, How's frustrated. What, was, what, what would he have expected? In fourth grade, we went on a field trip where we had to apply into the city thing. For three jobs that you want to do is this that's third way grader. Way too young to start working. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, child labor laws. Yeah, I that's, think. That's, Who do we need so, to report? That's how they got away from it, Blue Valley School District. <laughs> um, and my three applications were bank accountant, stock trading accountant, and then some other like grocery accountant. So David Graybill was dead set with a little bit of parental influence. This is what your life path is going to be. This is how you take the huh. very linear path forward. Okay. And as you guys know, the last five years have been a pretty wild mix of down, crazy up, crazy down. And I always thought at a young age, engineering was more of your direction. That didn't come out until a test score said that that would be a better pathway because... So did you ever have the, the desire for that? I don't, not, not necessarily the aptitude, but the interest level? The interest level was there from afar once I got to see the nuts and bolts on what actually went into uh -huh. engineering, the science and the engineering, the math behind it, uh -huh. no, which is why it lasted about three semesters and then Gotcha. Yeah, because that's what, where you started when you went yeah. to college. Okay. I didn't make that up. All right. What is something you know a lot more about than most other people? The Soviet World War, or, I don't know, it's <laughs> called the Soviet Cold War Nuclear retaliation program oh really yeah the what, dead, dead what, hand 
What has uh, educated you there? A lot of reading on your own? A couple books. I took a random history class in college that was about hmm. mutual assured destruction and the Cold War and how their response varied from our response. And kind of whenever you can put a fork in the road on technology and see what different developments you can make, it's pretty interesting. So is history something that would interest you to yeah. pursue? Absolutely. You I ever could, thought about going back to school and pursuing that? The last 12 months, absolutely. Huh. Some sort of history, poli-sci, and think tank combo. Well, what are the uh, options there? What are the probability you might do that? That's why I'm playing tennis. All right. I have some some eligibility left. and Okay. Could go and have some fun. Um, what do you ultimately want in a career? I have no idea. Well, describe the ideal work life, just in generalities. So I started... Realistic ideal work yeah. life. I started with the intention to make as much money as possible and believe that would bring happiness and fulfillment with it, and it did not. So now I've been in this limbo where I'm trying to figure out what path in life will make me happy or wanting to get up and do that for the next so many years. Motivation. And I still don't have an answer. Um, Any closer than you were? It's become clear that I don't want to sit in a cubicle or an office for 40 hours a week. Um, corporate travel consulting was an option there for a while, but... I'll take another. Yeah. Yeah, please. Same story on the golden one. Another rum and diet. Another rum, so everybody, same thing. Yeah, yeah. please. Thank you. Um, I've toyed with going back to school and getting the competitive bit from tennis. I've toyed with moving out to Vegas and dealing for a little bit. I've toyed with bartending for a little bit. I've toyed with opening up the consulting firm, but only doing 10, 15 hours a week. I've toyed with a lot of different things, but nothing's taken. So you want mobility, flexibility, or just at least a new thing, not the same old routine drudgery every day? I tend to struggle after about 12 to 18 months doing the same thing hard. Then I either burn out or and we're going to move on, so I'm trying to find something to bridge the gap until I can figure out mm-hmm. how to apply this kind of intense, hard focus for three to six months, and then ideally take a month, and then do it again for three to six months, and then take a month. Mm-hmm. Pace yourself, kind yeah. of. Because I tend to be a all-in or all-out. I don't do the... So fresh and kind of project-driven, yeah. it sounds like, not routine-driven. So that's where the LLC would be a great option, because I'd be able to get those contracts for a quarter for half a year mm-hmm. and then have those built in so again breaks. as a cons- an LLC where you were acting as a loud car driving by so right. that you were uh, acting as a consultant kind of helicoptering in assessing the situation yeah. deep dive yeah. get a project done move on to the next thing move on it was the helicopters that really burned through a lot of your profits. Yeah, yeah it, they're very expensive. We keep yeah. telling you over and over, you can't I mean, afford the helicopters. Come to the, my backyard and you'll find four or five of them. Yeah, exactly. You're not explain. good at piloting. Yeah. Exactly. You crashed so many helicopters. How did you walk away from all those crashes? So what are the necessary evils in your life? I've cut out. So for those of you that don't know me on Get to Know David... 2021, my life went downhill very quickly, very far, and my response to that was to cut everything out. So I've 
removed anything and everything I don't want to do from life and I'm slowly building back in. So your question was, what do I do that I currently don't want to do? Yeah, necessary evils, yeah. I won't tolerate necessary evils at this point. I'm going to do something where so you can call it necessary evil an offsetting negative to reach the positive, but I'm not willing to mm-hmm. to do anything I absolutely don't want to do at the moment. No, that's a... I think that's a worthwhile attitude. I, I, I would venture to say a lot, I think a lot of people put up with a lot of things that they deem necessary evils that are just evils that they could avoid if they try or if they'd just be willing to give in and make changes. I don't know. I bet you could turn that off, that fan over there, if you were to go over that. Don't turn it off. Just take the microphone down. And Sorry. Uh, there's a switch over there. Thank you, Ava. We've got a fan that's trying to kill us. Thank you. See, 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 see what she is. There we go. That is so much better. Sorry, oh my! There was just like a switch. I knew it was a switch. Thank you. So, well, this will be a continuation of that thought. What are the routine tasks that you have to do that you actually like doing? Some people enjoy laundry. I don't know if you're one of those. My dad loves brushing his teeth. He does. He, he'd do he it for actually, like an hour a he day. Actually, damaged them. He brushed yeah. the enamel off. Laundry and dishes are not on that list. Not on that list. No. Good. Good for you. I don't know. There are very few things that are repetitive that I'll put up with. Look forward to to doing again. So, are there any things that you need to search even harder? You've you plucked the low hanging fruit. Yeah. But are there other things that you need to challenge yourself and say, I need to figure out a way to outsource this or just be done with it? On the business side, absolutely on the outsourcing. I was trying to do everything myself, which was a great way to kind of maximize profits and minimize yeah. future growth and or lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> um, maximize burnout. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Did a good job of happening. Yeah. Um, so there were a lot of lessons on the more the professional side, but the personal side, I've always been a minimalist. Uh-huh. I don't keep many things or people or anything around that I don't find important. Or What do you think drives that? I don't know. Um, Even from a young child you were like that? More or less just your personality, your demeanor. I think it's more of a worldview. Disposition. On, yeah. So could you be a consultant to young people wanting to start their own LLC and their own consulting yeah. business? Tell them the do's and don'ts. I've done that, call it pro bono, um, for a couple kids. Like a chump. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're good at anything, don't do it for free. Like a pushover. <laughs> um, I have some friends of friends that have graduated from the same university that have reached out and said, I don't think I'm fit to go do public accounting. I heard you went and were successful off the bat. Uh What do I need to learn from your experience to not have your same outcome? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And we've had some good chats and they're all doing doing very well. Could I make a suggestion, an idea? Sure. What if you were to start, say, uh, a a podcast or a Substack? 
yeah. where you just lay out, don't do what I did, or do it better than I did, or something, and you just run through these things. I think there's a business there if you just, even if it got really repetitive, people want to hear that over and over and over and these little tidbits and things from the guy who's already been down this road and here's what worked and here's what didn't. But that's where even this episode makes me uncomfortable. I don't mm. like leaning in to myself. I don't like being the main focal point. And I certainly don't like publicly reflecting on my mm. Mm. either great success or great failure. You're, um, you're, you're I'm more of a shy put me in the either way. Put me in the shadow and I'll be the the helping hand behind guy. somebody else. No. Do you think that held you back in sports? No. I excelled in the individual sports where there was nowhere to hide. It willing was, to do it then. You're going to come out and play or you're going to oh. get embarrassed and everybody's going to see it. Individual sports are a lot like entrepreneurship in, yeah. that, in, in that way. It's all on you. Win or lose. What do you, how do you choose your favorite sports to watch and your favorite sports teams? So that's funny. The um, sports I grew up watching, I hardly watch at all anymore. Um, I was a massive college basketball, Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Royals, Ohio State football fan. I'd know the roster, I'd know coaching staff, I'd know everything. And COVID was kind of the break point on that, hmm. where, because I'd gone to the Super Bowl in February of 2020, and then starting that 2020 season, I don't know if it was the lack of fans in the stands, I don't know if it was everything else in my life, but I stopped caring all hmm. I hadn't missed a Kansas City Chiefs game in 15 years. Watching on, on Watch, TV or in, in some person. state, like from the first snap to the clock sitting triple zeros, right. I was there and that's what I was going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And now I'll have it on the background for eight or nine games a year and the rest, I'll check the score at the end, it'll be fine. Hmm. And Ohio State and the Royals are even more that way. Do you feel like that's a maturing or just a change? I feel like it's a pretty stark change. Just some, some um, different phase in your life. And the sports I follow now are yeah, what do you follow more now? casual. Like, I'll have golf tournaments on in the background on the weekend. Cornhole. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I don't know. Wimbledon started today, for uh -huh. those listening later. Um, the first and second rounds of Grand Slams are like March Madness. It's, uh -huh. I'll dive into those and really enjoy the first couple days. So you used to be a big NASCAR fan. Yeah. No, no interest any longer? They, I grew up about 10 miles away from a big NASCAR track that came twice a year and me and my dad would go and it was, it was great fun, but they've continued to change the rules and make it more entertainment based and silly based and leaned mm. into their, we're dumb rednecks and we, mm. if, I don't know, if you can put it, if you can put a sentence together, like you're not welcome here. <laughs> um, so um, I'll watch IndyCar. I go to some IndyCar races every year. Um, I enjoy that. Golf, tennis, hockey. Um, we kind of joke that after all of the unrest a couple years ago, it's ironic that I've shifted towards some very traditionally white sports, but that's where all of my hmm. attention seems to be. And I like to think it's a coincidence, but... You and your downhill skiing. Yeah. <laughs> Big alpine guy. Yeah. Walrinka won it last year. Slaloms. So do you think that there was, uh, in that point of, you know, national um, 
struggle and all of those issues coming to the forefront, you find it kind of ironically coincidental that you've stumbled into these more white-centric different sports, not for a reason of, of racism or any or feelings of that or something, but it's just it, an interesting, it, it kind of speaks to how impactful that if, series yeah. of events were in yeah. your life, especially with what was going on in your life at the time and, and I, was going on for everyone else in the nation. And I think combining all of those factors together, it made sense that I went somewhere where I felt huh. some sort of connection. Yeah. Thanks for putting words in my really unfriendly podcastable hands. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, that, that's interesting. It's really interesting. So. Which form of inertia is more challenging for you personally, getting started or stopping slash changing direction? Getting started. Once I'm going, I'm gone. You, you can get intense you, and you're all in. But and that's why getting... it's so difficult for me to get rolling because I know once I roll, mm -hmm. I'm What's gone down off you the back road. in general? Like in, in all of these, is there some common elements that are holding you back? Fear of failure? That's the low-hanging fruit. There's more than... Yes, it's the fear of failure, but it's finding out that I'm incapable of doing something. Hmm. So you can fail for multiple reasons. If you have the ability to do something and you fail because you're unable to channel that or figure out how to do it correctly, mm -hmm. that's the stuff that keeps me up at night. And hmm. that's why I don't start, because if I know I'm capable and I still fail, hmm. that's worse than not starting failing at all. I used to, to be similar to that in college. I would not study as hard as I knew I could. Yep. Because that way, if I do bad on a test, I can always fall back on, oh, well, I, if I had really studied, I could have done it. Whereas if I tried as hard as I possibly could have and I still did bad, then it just means I'm dumb. And that's where I think this little period of fun has lasted for so long. It's because I didn't try in college. I didn't try in a whole lot of stuff in my life. I tried in the LLC. I was all in, mm -hmm. and it was working. And when that failed... Yeah, and that, that failed outside of your control in so yeah. many ways. And that's, I guess, a, a great general lesson. So much success and failure is predicated on luck. So many people that do well, luck is a big element. Some people that do poorly, luck is... And you had a series of bad luck. And you cram it in so young and so early, and it's broken some trip wires that I'm having a whole lot of trouble reconnecting. So, go ahead. I was going to say, in some ways, in the ways that you just, just mentioned, it's bad to have that bad initial impression, you know, with the trip wires. But it's also, what a lot of people would say, it's so good to have those things happen when you're that young and, like, you've got so much time to reset. It's like, oh, man, I should... Like like me, like, I've, I've played it safe my whole life. I've never really taken a chance and uh, looking back, yeah, my 20s were the time to have done that, you know, whereas now it's like, I'm, well, I'm definitely not gonna do that now. But I'm just saying there's, there's pros and cons to, to having those experiences early. And I grew up in a really conservative, stable, safe household. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that pushed me to take this entrepreneurial path. Contrarian. But it's, it's kind of forced me to realize these things when I'm young when I don't have kids, when I'm not married, I think mm -hmm. that's been, because if you would have asked me these same questions three, four, five years ago, whether that's in school, immediately out of school, or in the part of the pandemic, it would have been a completely different interview. Mm -hmm. There'd be 
different answers to every single yeah. question. We're all works in progress. Do you feel like you've aged appreciably in the last few years, like my, an acceleration? My hairline says so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what about wisdom and experience and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I feel like I've gone from a 25-year-old trying to be 22 to a 28-year-old who feels like he's about 45. Huh. Well, I'm a 47-year-old that wants to be 22. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll You'll get you. there. You'll get there. That's that's interesting. No, no I think that's... I, I guess everybody has that period in their life. Um, sometimes it comes out of their control. Sometimes it comes just as part of experience that all of a sudden, wow, things just ramped up yeah. and things just changed. Like, the ground shifts underneath you all of a sudden. Like, one day you're in college and things are like light and free and easy. And all of a sudden, what the hell happened? You're looking around and who are these no. kids? And what is this? God, I'm looking at this, this guy in the mirror. This mortgage is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 What the hell? <laughs> this, what was debt, I thinking, 30 debt? years? No. <laughs> yeah. Who makes it 30 years? Well, before I get to a lightning round series, anybody else have some questions they'd like to query David with? What's your, what's your birth order? I need some more. He, he was born what? once. Detail. <laughs> Siblings, are you oldest, youngest, I'm the middle? Oldest of two. Have you never met his sister? So, a fascinating no. person. Okay. Yeah, much We're better than David. <laughs> quite different. <laughs> She's a mother. Uh, He's not a mother. Um, do you think your birth order has had any impact on anything in your no, life? I think my being older. I don't know the right word in this year. My sex, my gender, whatever the appropriate yeah. term is, had a lot bigger impact than the order of really? of birth. How so? The parenting decisions and things we were directed towards or directed against. And Do you think things were harsher for you? Not necessarily at the parent-child level, but some of that and then everything else being a male? No. Um, Easier? Different. Different, okay. I think there are pros and cons to both approaches. I think this approach gave me the confidence to do what I did from 16 to 26. Um, I think there was some self-belief that was instilled that allowed that to happen. If you could go back and give yourself one message, short, brief message, do or don't, to your 16-year-old self, what would it be? Do what you want to do and then attack it. Is that advice for yourself today? Yes, but not quite as bold. Uh -huh. I'm kind of, once you go through college, you're kind of pigeoned into a certain area. I can't pivot and go and say, I want to be whatever I want to do. You sure? I, I mean, mean, you can't go, it'd be really hard to go be astronaut yeah. right now. Um, Although, we're actually working on something here at the Infinity Institute, <laughs> and if you'd like to be the first one up. I'd, yeah. I'd go. Three have failed. I'm yeah. just going to lay it out. Yeah. I don't hate those odds. I don't I think can make it one of four. any pain. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Well, the third one did, but anyway. <laughs> Means you're getting closer. So, yeah, I would think, I don't know. I think that's kind of good advice for all of us. It's hard to, to actually actualize and, and fulfill that we always can do things more than we appreciate and make changes more than we appreciate. I, easier said than done. I it, it is for sure easier said than done, but I still, I remember times thinking when I was like 18 or 19 and I was thinking, well, I'm too old to get in good shape now i'm already like i'm almost 20 i'm already it's like it's done i had my chance when i was 16 17 to be in shape and then you know here i am you know 10 12 years later and uh 
and yeah, I've relatively the best shape so. of your life. Like the last five years or in, more, in some ways, have been the best shape of your life. Like in some ways, and yeah. very different than you you different, were ever. Before. Different, less less cardio, and my back hurts more. But did you? But <laughs> but yeah, overall, yeah, in 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 better better shape. So I'm just saying, of course, it, I wouldn't have believed it if someone told me this when I was 19 or 20. Nobody yeah. would have believed it. Yeah. Nobody. And, and, and well, no, just saying that. No, How about eighth grade you? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, even just saying, no, it's not too late. You're, you've got a lot of life left ahead That's of you. That's true. So yeah, you know? the gap between you two is pretty extreme. Yeah. And so you, I think you, Kevin, can see it in a different way Ke- that, that David can't see it, that there's this, like, you got a lot of time yeah. and yet you're also running out of time. Yeah. Good, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Get that fan on. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, we're no. in the, the process right now of trying to follow that path because I graduated college at 185, and I'm 6'4 for the listeners at home. You're 6'4 for all of us. Yeah. I mean, it kind of varies. Don't sell yourself short. Um, pretty quickly after graduation, got up to 200, which was a, a healthy, steady weight. And then... 2020 through 2022 got all the way up to 235 did you really and then i'm working my way back down good for you and you definitely look slimmer trying to get back i'm down about 20. i've Um, been at 235 and like mm. under six foot so and yeah i've noticed a big improvement just in the movement on the court feel better yeah going because i was 208 this morning and that's that's big progress just on what you're able to do progress for sure other questions for david I bet some lightning. You, you, you uh, chose to go somewhat relative for the people here, pretty far away for college. Yeah. Um, what was uh, what all went into to that? Were you all? Did you always want to go away, or were you looking to just get away from? Ohio has always been an important part, and my upbringing and the family history. Combine that with moving multiple times as a child through mm-hmm. school. I'd always wanted to to go um and that's something that sticks with me um i don't last very long in one place without getting restless Hmm. um what do you search for when you get restless what are you looking what do you need just a change of pace different culture change of pace different either call it client task goal objective um different speed so you like um, seeing new things and just experiencing the newness of, and yeah. I guess that drives the $10 million you're going to travel a lot. Yeah. You'd, you'd be, you already mapped out a, I'm going to go from here to here to here to here to here. And all of that was within a year. And so that was yeah. a lot of new a, faces. A and lot new of that's to figure out, a, call it three weeks here, four weeks here, two weeks there. Later in life, I'd love to have a place here. And the other hand is going far away and a place over there. Um, and somehow find a way between work or uh, some sort of windfall to establish kind of a a bi-located life. So you're not against establishing roots, getting a... No. But you've got. You've got roots and community and... You eventually need to settle down somewhere. I just don't want to be settled down one place all the time forever. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that's taking the roots with me or whether that's 70% here and 30% elsewhere. I don't know. Summer in Prague, you know. Prague's awesome. So yeah, you you have traveled in Europe a lot. What is your favorite place in Europe? This no surprise to anybody here, but Munich's where I could go and mm-hmm. get get a flat for a year, and I'd be I'd be thrilled. Good beer, good times. Yep. Yeah. 
and eventually learn the language. Yeah, you think you could? I'm in the process and it's going terribly. So yeah, you were yeah you're doing the German. So it's I've funny. I know so many people. You were doing Spanish, right, Kevin? And still am. And 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 Mike, uh, your uncle, my brother, he's doing. He does Spanish, and, and everybody trying to learn the language. I'm trying to make everyone learn mine. I just have given up on it. <laughs> so, you, what's your goal with the German language? How far are you gonna? When I'd will you get to a point you'll say, okay, it's success? That's not how I operate. If I'm gonna do it. I'm going to go and try to be, at worst, conversational. Okay. So understand my, them. They understand you. My goal That's for this year part. is to take and pass the A1 exam. Oh, wow. And then next year, to take and pass the A2 exam. Okay. And then at that point, hopefully I'm in a spot where I can go and spend six weeks in the summer over there during yeah. this predetermined gap between work. Yeah. And pound out B1, B2. And then that opens up all of the professional possibilities. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So travel there do you know do you feel like you know a lot about the the culture and the enough i've probably going spent on? a little over a month over there combined and uh -huh. it's been way off the touristy path it's been mm -hmm. is this a place where i would want to be and that answer was a resounding yes what do you like about it spin, spin. yeah yeah what do you like about it they know how to have a good time but they're also no nonsense there's a seriousness to the culture uh-huh and a seriousness in their approach to <laughs> to everything that they want to do that is appealing. So that's With, interesting. Without being boring, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it's got it's a obviously a really rich established culture, a very historic culture. So it's an interesting juxtaposition, I think, somewhat between your I like fresh, I like new, yeah. and then you're going to the old world, if you will. Yeah. There's a there's a YouTube channel that I used to watch some. This girl Feely from Germany, um, she's from Munich, but she lives in Cincinnati now. Yeah. And she went to school here, and she she uh, she she lives here now permanently. And she she does a lot of videos about German culture, like here's you know misconceptions on Germans of just uh, whatever all things German she kind of does. Yeah, that'd be better. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure why it's wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Got a mister oh, yeah. going on here. It's kind of a fun, and she's from 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 Munich originally. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a fun thing, fun channel. Sometimes talks about. So, if you could go to the major events in any sporting event, I may know the answer to this, or I have a guess, but what would it be? In a year, get, in, you know, in one given year, in one given year, it'd be the tennis grand slams. You'd have eight weeks, and you'd be mm. Australia, France, England. In New York, New York. Um, golf would be tempting, but yeah, there are also those shorter one weekends, and there are three in the U.S. and yeah. there are a lot more. There's so much similarity between the four events when right. tennis each of the four have so a distinctly unique. different feel. Yeah. Well, so tell me more about that. Uh, obviously, the clay courts in yeah. France play very slow. Right. Very different style of play. The, the I mean, Wimbledon grass plays very fast. Even the fans and the atmosphere in the tournament can influence a lot of what happens kind of on the court. You uh -huh. go down to Australia and it's the... Thank you. Oh, oh it's okay. It, it just just a little bit wet. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just like... Yeah, it's like... It works when it is needed, but it's not needed. Yeah. Oh, no. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would still be beyond until my tip got affected. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's an issue. Okay. Thank you. I Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. So the Grand Slam of tennis would be yeah. the way to go. So yeah. tell me more about um, the difference between Australia and New York. So, twenty years ago, the courts were relatively similar. They were both these baked green pieces of concrete with lines painted on top. Mm -hmm. But as technologies come along, there are these different layers and materials they put on top. Where New York is known to be a fast hard court, in mm. Melbourne, Australia is much slower with a higher bounce, which favors a lot more of the longer rallies. Okay. And the people with slower serves, but... Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So, yeah, you definitely know your stuff. What about uh, being a tennis instructor? Being a tennis, would you be interested in that? I would move, like I'm going to say sorry a lot, to South Florida or Hilton Head tomorrow if there was some sort of full-time instructional... Even with the humidity. Absolutely. Um, opportunity to work with aspiring juniors that wanted to be there. Okay. Because so much of the problem is tennis is a sport where mom and dad have some money and we're going to go give our kid who's a little bit athletic, uh, we're going to push him to really be good. Yeah, let their me, dream, not his. Let me find an athletic kid who's willing to work and spend time in the gym and spend time on court and wants it mm. and then go. Okay. I don't want to go and be some resort Pro being mom dad are at the beach we're on yeah. a two-week vacation yeah. help me like learn to hit a backhand like, right that does absolutely nothing to get me out of bed you're gonna need them to be as motivated and interested yeah. as you are in the things you endeavor into which is asking a lot but that's how you find the kids that are find the ones that are rewarding gonna be right? good yeah all right well let's get into the lightning round feel free to elaborate on any of these if you desire and no. defend the answers or pass if you don't have a good answer what is your favorite holiday pass what is your least favorite holiday all if you could travel in time to any place and time within the span of your life as an observer when would it be including the future uh sure i'll allow it i'd say kiev ukraine 2042 interesting which guarantee would you rather have never to have to have surgery or never have to pay for lunch? Never have surgery. Going forward, do you want more regrets or less accomplishment? More regrets, which is counterintuitive to the last half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting you choose that. Do you I think... don't want to limit my achievement. Okay. You want the high ceiling? I'd rather have a high ceiling of... than a, yeah. a moderate Lots floor. of at-bats with Let a lot of home do you believe everything happens for a reason? No. Tell me about something you love doing that you're terrible at. Relatively terrible golf. Would you rather be 10% smarter, healthier, or more athletic? Smarter. What would you like to ban if you could? Uh, censored that. Censored the other one. <laughs> um weed i can't stand the smell interesting would you rather be stronger than you look or look stronger than you are i'd rather be much stronger than i look would you rather be undeservingly hated or deservingly feared deservingly feared do you make too many mistakes or do you play it too safe i make way too many mistakes 
Are you a bullet dodger or a bullet swallower? Yes. <laughs> are you older or younger than you are perceived to be? Younger. Well, I don't have any other questions. Does anybody else have a question of David? I think we've gotten a very deep insight into him. I appreciate you being yeah. the get to know the librarian. He's elaborated a lot more than he said he would. Yeah, that's more honest and more detailed than I ever meant to be. So that's sorry, awesome. Guys. <laughs> Great job. That was excellent. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah. And until next time, we are the librarians, and I'll do Josh's part and say, uh, "Well, we're going to fix it in post." And bye. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> I'm not perfect at being. Do it Josh. right. <laughs>